around the nation. Good morning, everybody. Ian Moss, thank you for signing in. Uh, who else is here? Myself, Tony Martin. <laughs> Or isn't he? We'll find out. <laughs> well, it certainly is. I am. Right. <laughs> Lavender. <laughs> Lavender. Oh. You're calling Mr. Marvin Lavender. Well, he is someone who certainly isn't Lavender. That's our candidate for Mayor of the Gold Coast, Warren Kappa. Kappa. Have we ever been sent a news story as many times as we have this oh, morning? Exactly. Oh, Warren, have you no shame? Kappa stars in porn films. Yeah. I lent on it. Then clearly you are, Richard. <laughs> you know, is this helping? Well, I want to hear the details first. The campaign for me. Well, is this what he's doing for his ads, for his television ads? No, no. Well, for the campaign ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Campaign right. ads. Online campaign. Warwick Kappa has dropped his decks to star in an X-rated porno mm-hmm. alongside 25-year-old girlfriend, Kirsty. Oh. The tape lasting an hour and nine minutes. Hey. Don't forget that nine minutes. Hey has been bought by a Melbourne distributor for a six-figure uh, six sum mm. and is set to feature on an American website. Says Warwick, I've done everything else. Oh, he has done everything else. There was that Booker Prize-winning novel, do you remember? Right. Yeah, uh, there was the time he was the first man up Everest. He's <laughs> <laughs> beating through Edwin Hillary. <laughs> Edwin Hillary's going up there and he's like, what's that pink bit of hot pad ahead of me? What do you I'm Australia dancing to Paris Hilton. That's his worry. Impression. I'm just worried it will ruin his reputation. Whoever <laughs> doesn't sell his, <laughs> his <laughs> credential. <laughs> Someone uh, also said I'm like David Beckham. Who? Who? No. Voices in But why? Because I'm a good looking footballer with the same quick wit. That's true. Is he known for his quick wit, David Beckham? He can't string two words. No, yeah, someone asked him a question in 1998, and the other day, I think he just came up with an answer, and it was hysterical. <laughs> he backed them an answer. <laughs> I thought of naming it Inside Work. Oh. Inside Work. Oh, I didn't get that. I know the phrase Inside Job. Yes, yes. I think I understand. Yeah. Well, I know that he famously called, he was the, I think he was the guy who coined the phrase for a bed, the workbench. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think he was doing like a Burke's Backyard show you around my house kind of thing. Here's the workbench, Tom. So he seemed a little more lost. Black and Becker. Well, he's been given the bench a workout here. Mm. Uh, oh, look. I used to take high marks. Now I'm jumping off high cupboards. What? <laughs> what is that? What is that mean? That's what he's doing in this hour and nine minutes, is it? Does Warwick know what a porno is? Does he just... It's got a lot more hardware. A lot more renovation involved. Yeah, maybe they showed the tape of the distributors. Warwick, this is just you jumping off furniture, man. Onto your girlfriend. <laughs> Warren Cato. Um, <laughs> well, it says uh, the bloke in Melbourne who wants to buy it, uh, then wants to send it on to America. He thinks the tape could fetch close to a million dollars. Why, does he say? Well, Warwick's got a remote control. He's zooming in and he's zooming out. That's true. <laughs> I think he's doing it. Hang on, he's got a remote, so he's in this porno, this one-hour, nine-minute jumping-off cupboard spectacular. <laughs> and in one hand, he's got a remote, and he's working the camera. They couldn't even afford a cameraman for this million-dollar spectacular. Afford a cameraman? He stacked the cameraman for being useless because he couldn't get the close-ups on Warwick's face just right. <laughs> Warwick, are there any actual shots of the sex? This is all just you. This is all just you looking down the barrel. So in the middle of the sex, is he stopping to adjust with the remote? Hang on, yeah. hang on, reframe. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking. Live show. They should do this at Telstra Stadium in Sydney. Then up at the Gathering Region. He doesn't perform on grass. <laughs> Remember? Let's go through. Put a workbench down and, become, <laughs> and now Warwick Kappa jumps off a cupboard onto the workbench. Onto the workbench. Containing the misses. An hour and nine minutes later. Not a work with the remote, obviously. Pauses. Yes, the oh. ratio right. Oh. But the distributor also says. They use the toys and pretty much do the whole kit and caboodle. And the caboodle. And the caboodle. <laughs> That'd be in the nine minutes. I wish. <laughs> like my caboodle to stay under. Thank you very much. Off a cupboard into the caboodle. <laughs> uh, then it says down here they're listing his previous credits. Warwick has posed for Penthouse many times. Yeah. Check. First person to be kicked out of Celebrity Big Brother for dropping his pants. Check. Mm-hmm. Giving it away for years. <laughs> 
Anne has played a convict in a movie. She, what? what? <laughs> Do you remember that? No, no. Do you remember him? Was he in there a weird mob? Years ago. <laughs> Years ago, there was talk of him making a film called The Big Smoke. I remember reading about it. It was a cop thriller called The Big Smoke. He was going to take us like Jacko Jackson did... Uh, Signal One, oh, okay, with Christopher Atkins from yeah. the Blue Lagoon. Mm-hmm. So camp has gone on fire. <laughs> well, we're going to top that one. But the big smoke never got released. It got made, though. I don't know if it got... I remember reading them that it was yeah. being made. Yeah. I like Yobbo's Up the Guts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know about Yobbo's Up the Guts never got released. Yeah. Big smoke never got released. Which one did he play a concert yeah. in? What was he in? I'm going, what is that? I've never heard of it. So I got, got, second. got onto the internet movie database. They know everything. They know everything. He's got one acting credit ever. Yeah. Fortress, nineteen ninety. Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert. Oh. Warwick is in that film playing, and it's got brackets uncredited. Yeah, yeah. Brain dead prisoner. <laughs> That's what he's got on the internet. Brain dead prisoner. Wow. So hopefully he's reprising the role of brain dead prisoner, <laughs> leaping off the top of a cupboard with a remote control in one hand. <laughs> For a and nine minutes, headlong into the caboodle. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a new movie of the year. <laughs> for the whole lot of love here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. We're, uh, let's see, well into August now. That means that Patty Crandell is not happy. One of our listeners, Ed, I am outraged. Patty, Ed, you deserve. Right. right. According to Patty, I cannot see you try, Patty. He says, what's with all this Star Trek Borgus nonsense? Um, what happened in Norgus? <laughs> now, Patty, what you're suggesting is that we put a call out over the air <laughs> for girls to send us pictures of their naked boobies. We never said that. We never even outlined what Norgus might be. We just said it could be Norgus. What do you think Patty means? Patty's not... You know, he doesn't want a, a cocktail party where we discuss the finer points of the female uni. But I understand Capril, you wear a cape to yeah. work for the month of April. Yeah. August, you dress up as a as the crappier the better. Now, this is the one, well, this is the one we're actually doing. Yeah, there is a big prize of the Borg yeah. from Star Trek. Look them up on the internet. Yeah, can I just say, uh, start sending your photographs to you. NMMM.com.au. There's no prize at this point. First time, I'll come up with something yeah. by the end of August. I'll still run out by the end of uh, by the end of the month, mm. Richard. That's mm. great. By the time we're into September, <laughs> you will have worked it out. Okay. But, uh, okay, so but what do you do for Norgus? See, this is what I'm saying. This is why you can never do it. People just get around um, Norgus Ahoy. Yeah. People just drive, either drive past in a car, honk the horn, and <laughs> flash them out the window. <laughs> All right, put well, that down. It's kind of chilly. It's not exactly... I mean, this isn't the month. I mean, Nor- I mean August is a wonderful... But oh. August, and, I mean, it's got to be more of a summer. Norguary. Norguary. <laughs> I think. We're stuck with Borgus because Ed said it on air. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> That's what we got. Patty is sicko. If you're desperate to see Norgus, mm-hmm. then just, you know, the girlfriend Next to, this is the kind of show we must run here because next to articles about Warwick Capper's porno, mm-hmm. hour and nine minutes, leaping off cupboards, kitten caboodle, mm-hmm. brain dead prisoner, the full gear. The second most popular thing that we get sent, the cat with the fork? No. Ads for Steven Seagal's <laughs> Lightning Bolt Energy Drink. Oh, that's right. It's an energy drink you can only buy from a website, mm. from his website. Who goes to the internet to buy a refreshing beverage? You've got to know that you're going to be thirsty six to eight weeks <laughs> in advance. You're going to be really thirsty about September 16th. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe it's worth waiting for the Steven Seagal Lightning Bolt. Mm. Uh, but what about today? Respected. Australian film director Bruce Beresford mm. has put out uh, kind of uh, his memoirs, I guess is what oh, you call it. Yeah. Right. And it's uh, he's tipping the bucket on a few celebrities, according to the news. Really? Yeah, yeah. history of doing this, hasn't it? Isn't, yeah. he, isn't he some new artistic director somewhere? Is that true? Is he tips the bucket? Yeah, he's on Tony Collette, didn't he, last year? Oh, oh yeah, he's right. That was well deserved. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing heard a single. <laughs> heard a single, had to speak out. <laughs> uh, he doesn't like Stephen Seagal. Oh, what? According to Beresford, Seagal surrounds himself with beautiful young Asian women who call him Martha and his Los Angeles home. What's the problem? 
It surrounds itself with beautiful young Asian women and dresses as a Chinese restaurant, if you've seen any recent photographs. Wow, well, let's have a look. A Nero jacket by Ringling Brothers. It's enormous. All right, let's just, let's just look at the facts. What films has Beresford done? Name a couple. Driving Miss Daisy. Okay. Breaking Moran. Dodgy. Up against Half Park Dead. Extreme Face Kick, or what was that one called? On Deadly Ground. On Deadly Ground. Where he did the 10-minute environment speech. Yeah, Beresford doesn't have the guts to put on a white coat and tell us all about, you know, the dangers of oil while kicking someone in the teeth. Is Beresford, you know, got young Asian women calling him Mark? They would if he could. Well, listen to this, though. Uh, the producer who drove me to his house, this is Beresford talking, yeah. confided that Segal is so out of condition that he's doubled for everything in his movies except the close-ups. <laughs> getting out of a car. Just getting out of a car. Wow. Just, you know, lifting up, just walking. He apparently can't muster that these days. So the fat Mexican bloke to double for him because he looks better on screen than they go. They have to dub out the, the sound of, you know, the corduroy. When <laughs> 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 he's just walking, when he gets, you know, the carpet burst between the legs. Is it too early to get some heat on the street for say timber? I think maybe for, for Steven Seagal fans. September, September. What would you do though? Oh, you'd, have to, you'd have to obviously plan your first head <laughs> and order a lightning bolt, get around in a giant Nero jacket that could easily tent, house a family of ten, get everyone to call you master, and have someone else doing everything for you except in the close-up. And then even in the close-ups, you've got to have dodgy, weird plea gliding across the hairline. Have your hair spray-painted on. Because they can't show his body, they can't show the top of his head, there's very little you can't actually see. Eyes and nose. Keep it so gall. Don't his own mouth. That's me, his own mouth for years. Doesn't chew anymore. Never chews. <laughs> All right, look, we've tipped the bucket on everyone. Someone chews for him, and then like a bird, he opens his mouth and like, <laughs> regurgitated in there for him. <laughs> we've, tipped, master. we've tipped the bucket on everyone in the papers over the weekend, except that nerd who hosted this. Never heard of him. Let's get to that next. Top. Thank you very much. Legs here again. This. this is a topic like the standing out in the days before the Saturday sitting theatre set took over. Thank you very much, Rick. Pretty. On Triple M, brought to you by the Nissan Navara huge pulling power, rugged good looks. Beverage holders, is that where you were driving around on the weekend, Ed? No, but I ran into someone who's got one. Who was that? He's a tradesman called Harry, uh, who's a plumber. And he said, look, uh, I'm sorry, he said, to tell me to tell his customers, he's sorry if he doesn't show up between 11 and 1, he's listening to our show. Oh, in the Navara. <laughs> yeah. Seeing there with four beverages, one guy, four beverages, just lording it up, listening to the show. Okay. Cleaning them together whenever his car is mentioned. You're always a cocktail party. Now, you were out and about on the weekend. I think, did you, both of you guys uh, attend the Root gig in Melbourne? No, certainly did. I was on Ed's shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And celebrating August in my own special way. Absolutely. Right. came the top. Oh, man, he flashed him. <laughs> well, they did an encore for it, too, which is lovely, actually. Yeah, yeah. How did Root go? I mean, I think it's only their second gig. Best gig I went to on the weekend. Did the audience go off? No, I thought it got a really good response. They were very, very good. They're up and coming. They're ones to watch the route. And hello to everyone uh, who met me there and insisted I was Josh Lawson. <laughs> it was lovely to talk to you. Did people think you guys were dating? Was there a lot of that? No, we made out a bit. But I think everyone knew that was in jest. I think everyone knew that was just in good fun. Well, I had a bit of fun over the weekend because uh, there was an article about me in the Melbourne Gold no, Sun. Now, this is, who was the guy who wrote it? Greg Tom. Called up Nikki about a week after the original uh, Tony Martin McMahon's Funny Man Feud article appeared. Yeah. And he's gone, oh, I just want to write an article about Tony's radio show. And Nikki's gone, You said it's not going to be anything about the Tony and Mick feud, is it? Yeah. So what did he say, Nikki? Uh, he said, Yeah, no, it's not off the back of that at all. I yeah. just really have always wanted to do uh, a story on Tony. Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, I couldn't really say no because we don't really have many articles written about it. The promotions won't be very happy if I'm turning down publicity. Yeah. So I've done the interview, which is not going to be anything about <laughs> the funny bad feud. Yeah. It's interviewed me for about an hour and a half, probably five minutes on the feud. And here it comes. Here's the weekend paper. 
picture of me and Mick in like best of enemies. Ah, yeah, it might be about that view. <laughs> then you turn it inside, oh, and then there's no, a, no, an no. entire page photo oh, of me and Mick facing each other with a huge crack down the middle between oh, us, split ends. Oh, no, Sorry, what did he say? It's not going to be anything about that. No, it's not so far. So he's just a straight out liar. Oh. No, but he said um, he doesn't pick the headlines. Oh, all right. Split ends. Hang on, that doesn't even make sense. I guess they've used split ends because I'm from New Zealand. Yeah, from New Zealand, yeah. Wouldn't split ends be if the feud was over? Right. Shouldn't it be split begins? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just New Zealand split in that. Oh, it's got the word split in it, that's near yeah. enough. Mm. Means the exact opposite of what we're trying to say, but. But people will get it. They won't probably get past the first word. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think we clocked up another My Favourite Martin headline, too. Did we? That's what I'm leading to. Oh. Stand on the front of the section. My favourite bar. There he is. Yeah, right. again. Why are you driving a car? This is the thing. See, this is where they, they, they were so sneaky about this. They call up and they've gone, oh, we want to get a photo of Tony in uh, a car wreck. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God, is that a reference to my career? No, no, no. It's because in the interview he referred to being in a car accident, so we thought we'd make that the photo. Oh, really? Oh, well, I guess I don't have to do any handy acting. Because the car wreck will be doing all the work. Could have sent a production still from David Cronenberg's crash. Porno <laughs> <laughs> yes. movie made by the TAC. Um, they could have, obviously. Mm. So the photographer showed up at the station, mm. and he was an unusual character. He borrowed uh, John English's teeth for the week, clearly. Wow. He walks up and he goes, Oh, I've just been taking a photo of Ian McEwen. I've got Ian McEwen, the Booker Prize winning author. He's in town. No, no, mate, Gandalf. <laughs> okay, as long as you know who it is, you're photographing. Yeah, good news. <laughs> so we've got in the car, and we've driven miles and miles down to the foreshore. But as you can see, it's just a photo of me looking through a steering wheel yeah. with a blurry background. Could have been taken anywhere. Yeah, could have been. So we get in the car, and the photographer, he's starting the ignition. So he put the key in the ignition, and he's gone, hang on a minute. Hang on a second, mate. And he's pulled out this hose from under the dashboard, oh, and he started blowing into it. I'm going, what's going on here? He's gone, is the price you pay for having too much fun? Um, and he's got a car that will not be start unless your alcohol level is below the legal limit. Mm. So it's something you must be something wow. to do. So put a hose to your car. So he's blowing into it. Don't worry, mate, we'll have this photo taken in no time. How much have you had to drink? Would you just blow into this for me? Let's see you go. Would you just get someone else on a sip of this? Wow. So he started. Wow. Again. We're driving down the street. We get to the lights of the car stall, so he's got to do it again. He <laughs> was almost blowing us for 20 blocks. Wow. Well, well, not literally. Don't get into the papers. There's a new headline photo. Suddenly, I am my favourite Martin again. <laughs> so, like, so after <laughs> enormous amount of wind power, we've made it down to the foreshore. He's given me this steering wheel. I'm sitting amidst this wreckage of a car accident. But he's in really close. Like, it's just me and the steering wheel. I mean, what about all the rest of it? No, 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 mate, this will be fine. And then the article comes out, and look what they've done. They've got a photo of me looking through a steering wheel, and this is what it says underneath. Comedians Tony Martin and Mick Malloy are talking. Their 20-year friendship is in tatters, but Martin insists he's the one in the driver's seat. Oh, no. Ouch. So what am I doing? I'm saying, oh, you're having a few, but don't worry, mate. I'm the one driving this thing. You insist on that. So they've worked that out and worked, and then they've got, how can we get a shot of him looking through a steering wheel We'll tell him we'll do this thing that's connected with the car crash. That's not in close, and he won't know. You look better off with the hose blowing car. You know, blowing guy. to be blowing a car up the street. So watch out. How that's the tricks they do. He does that. Well, they asked me if I'd do a story about Richard Marsland, and the photograph was just me sort of stabbing an effigy of him, so I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how they're going to use that. I don't think that's going to come up well at all. Not to at all. Yeah. You're attacking your career. Wait, yeah, why is this thing so marshland on it? That'll be dropped there, don't worry about it. You won't see that. Here, oh, here. Yeah. Anyway, that's how they roll at the Murdoch Press. Be very careful. Anyway, I think that's good promotion for the show, isn't it? It is, but you have to say, I didn't get to your article because I opened the paper and there was a full-length picture of Terry O'Kelly and that was it for me. 
See you later. It's all the pink I can handle for one weekend. <laughs> all right, let's get the listeners on board. Because yeah. I think we've, well, we've declared what we've seen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What have you seen? Is it time to play What Have You Seen? It's time to play What Have You Seen. Let's do that next. Things drinking, vomiting, and obscene photographs. The nation on Triple M where Tony Martin insists he's the one in the driver's seat. Imagine me saying that. Mate, when you write the article, can you just insist? You make sure that I insist that I'm the one in the driver's seat. What's that? And he dropped his cap and wandered off. Got my driving gloves on. A little cigar or a cigarillo. <laughs> yeah, do you say we're discriminating against someone on the show? Yes, we are, Tony, we're doing What Have You Seen? Oh, yeah, What Have You Seen is coming up. So you're saying that uh, vision impaired people, yeah. what should we do tomorrow then? What Have You Touched? What Have You Touched? That's not going to blow up in our face, is it? <laughs> what Have You Touched? you want to hear 40 minutes of stuff blowing up in our face, podcast 112 is for you. One, one, two. That's right, it's podcast. No. No, but you know what? You can get that second one and make it the first one. Yeah, there you go. There you go, Matt. Chop that one up. There you go. Good on you. (laughs) What's going on in Ed's stomach? Oh, yeah. Our salute to Lucky Grills. Meet Joy Buttress under the bonnet. Alexander Downer on her knee. Oh, yes. That's, uh, yeah, sorting that issue out. Mm. And, of course, leave off the bingles. Richard Martin, Grace Stevens, and Frank Woodley. Detailing uh, the time he did a knob whacker. Oh dear, that's, that's a very painful decision. Very painful. <laughs> and of course, something baffling called Marsland Motors. Oh, that was great. I never understood that. Discussing Slow Newsweek, was it? Mr. Bain. Marsland Motors going to run. Podcast. What? No, not going to happen. Almost. Who is up on the grid now? What about some music, though, Richard? We haven't heard you sing for a while. Rich, I've brought in some. Well, I've had a cold. I know your voice is back in sounding rich and timorous. I have a, I have a guitar here, Tony. Some drooms. I can do that. That's okay. okay. Dreadlock, drop dreadlocks on everyone. Two, three, four. <laughs> situation really yeah. have to let off a bit of steam there sitting at home in Wollstonecraft reading a hardcover book about Gallipoli. I have a lot of understanding of <laughs> the need to dress up as the Ku Klux Klan. Gallipoli, they're invoking Gallipoli. That's you see Brendan Nelson. Oh, that's always from the time of Gallipoli. There's a sort of American irreverence in our soldiers. Well, that idea, as he's saying, it's like it's, a, it's the birth of a nation, really, wasn't it? <laughs> when Gallipoli happened. But in their defence, they're only dressing in camouflage because I believe the next war is a Captain Snow's. Oh, Tony, I'm not sure. <laughs> they are living off stage. It's the best way to get the records out of the blankets and the blow cases. Thank God, he's on a roll! <laughs> but the YouTube videos from Gallipoli, they were outrageous, weren't they? Hysterical. <laughs> Riding a penny farthing into a portaloo while someone's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping some Mentos into a, I don't know, olden days drink. Yeah. A bottle of Scrumpy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but these people are Scrumpy's the only booze that comes in a jug. It's delicious. It's just letting off a bit of steam. You know what it's like when you're under pressure? Oh, I'm under so much pressure at work. I'm going to go and put a sheet over my head and burn a flaming cross. <laughs> Nothing like a lynching. <laughs> but how does he understand it? Presumably. Oh, it's quite normal around at our place. You need it myself. Bob Catter will come round. We'll burn a few crosses. <laughs> Bob Catter. 
A sacrifice of few black people will be altar of hate. Why what's so unusual about that? It's like our boys in Gallipoli. <laughs> Nonsensical. I don't know. Wow. Presumably out of touch. Yeah, yeah. No, you know. Okay, so what yeah. have you seen in Kevlar? Well, look, look, we normally talk videos and the like, yeah. but I want to throw the net open Whoa. Uh, to include things you've seen on the street. I was out at a nightclub on the weekend. Mm. Yep. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, they're just high fiving each other. I improvised around it well, though. It's so young. It's so good. Yeah. Um, we should swap my space for those. So I, we were, I was, there was a guy getting into a cab, but it was at the change over time mm. when there's thousands of people looking for a cab and then no cabs around. Yeah. Anyway, so if you know, and, and fellas, you know what I mean, hey? Uh, so when you walk up to a cab, often like girls will come bouncing over a group of girls and be like, oh, hey, how are you? Yeah, yeah pretend to flirt with you and then sure. steal your cab. Mm. Well, that's, um, the cab drivers tend to stop for women more than men because, yeah, that's true. Because they're less of a threat, I guess. And they can normally tell when it's just you and I in a dress. They're less likely to be footballers. Absolutely, yes, absolutely right. Well, not necessarily. No, not true. Not quite, but anyway. This guy, he dealt with it so nicely. These girls came over and bundled into his cab. It's four o'clock in the morning. He was the drunkest man in Australia. And as they were driving off, he grabbed the window and yelled into it, All right, then. All right. But I live in Perth. And if I don't get to the airport on time, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> as they drove off, he got on his knees and shouted at the heavens, I live in Perth. <laughs> And he got a little round of applause from the people eating McDonald's <laughs> on the side of the road. You hear me? I said, So, more power to him. Well, I'm proud of you, Senator Lightfoot. I hope you made it home. <laughs> was there any uh, hoon driving out on the streets on the weekend? Did you see? Yeah, there's always a bit of hooning going on. Yeah. You know? In okay. Sydney, they've worked out the answer. Here's a what have I've seen. Mm-hmm. That what? makes sense. <laughs> Ken Moroni, he'd be the New South Wales Police Commissioner. Mm-hmm. He's got a great idea for hoon drivers. One fails to comprehend the moronic behaviour of some people. And you have to question whether, as in the case of the United States, whether the solution to this problem is, in part, uh, the compacting of vehicles into a queue. Drop on the front lawn of their home. <laughs> bang! Noise! Here's your car, bang! Hoon in that. <laughs> Best of luck. A cube. The challenge, though, would be able to, would be to get the cube up and running again. <laughs> get some cube racing. Get some cube burnout happening. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a challenge? Yeah, it would. I, I imagine it'd be like a Rubik's Cube. They have to try and put the car back together from its, uh, you know. Imagine you've got, like, getting, going through so many cars and just building a wall of cubes. Yeah, yeah like, check it out. Of course. Check out how fast I am. Cheap housing. Keep buying seven hundred dollar cars. Turn around in them. They'll cube them for you. Use them as bricks. Build a big house. Brilliant. Cube all the old station black thunders that oh, are being retired. No. Oh, should get them cubed. No, let's get them cubed. And then we will wear a little bit as a necklace. Yeah. And now we're talking like we've almost got prizes here. Have oh, we got prizes today? Yeah. Have we got prize music, Mr. Martha? Looks like you're going to be humming an orchestra. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, you're first of the two calls we got. 
Well, you get first choice of either the lay, the yeah. cakey glasses, or the screaming jets DVD. Excellent. So, now who's laughing? So, what have you seen, Claire? Well, shall I set it up for you? Go for it. Yeah. It was a very disturbing, and I've been waiting for the perfect forum to talk about this with someone. Oh. I know you'll appreciate it. Yeah. Walking through my lounge room last week, mm-hmm. on TV was Entertainment Tonight. Yes. I turned, I saw them interviewing someone, I just looked at the TV and went, oh my God. Nicole Kidman's head. What's going on? Well, the you know, obviously the implication is that there's some Botox work going on, but we can't confirm that. I mean, oh, and her lips are so big now. Well, this is uh, this is the kind of stuff that will make you editor of Famous Magazine. Those comments right there are worth their weight in gold, Thank my friend. Thank you very much. It's shocking. A lot of people get the new lips uh, installed and then somehow assume that all the old photographs of them in films like Days of Thunder will have been destroyed. Absolutely exactly. right. I've seen BMX bandits. I've gone back that far. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Have you seen what prize are we giving away here? Blair, what, were you, what do you want? Crazy glasses, uh, <laughs> a lay, or a Screaming Jets DVD? You just surprised me. They all say, how can I choose between those? It's got to be crazy glasses. You know, the crazy glasses. Crazy glasses. You put them on, Nicole Kidman's head looks normal. There you go. It's the fun. Oh, look, the phones now are exploding. Hello, Katya. Yeah, how are you? Good. How are you? Excellent. What have you seen? Hey, I just wanted to say, by the way, the only reason I haven't called into today is because I never had anything to say with your other topics. Oh, you had nothing for what animal would you steal for the zoo or nothing. where would you wear your tracksuit? Nothing. Well, welcome aboard. We're lovely to have you. Uh, we're, we're glad this one brought you on board. What have you seen? <laughs> well, I go to uni on St Kilda Road. It's a music performance uni. Fantastic. In Melbourne, yes? Yep. And um, basically, there's this old lady who comes in all the time and she uses our pianos because she used to be some piano prodigy. Oh, yeah. I was sitting in the cafe downstairs and she was sitting across from me and all of a sudden she brings out this bottle of milk with a strange kind of teeth and then out of her big Mary Poppins type carpet bag um, she pulls out a newborn possum I think it was like this rodent type thing it was absolutely disgusting and she just starts feeding this possum from the bottle well, I was too busy trying not to gag over my lunch. I didn't really get that far. Eating <laughs> a possum, did that go on when you were at uni? Oh. Well, we had possums in the courtyard where I uh, used, to, used to hang around Cartier. Yeah. And, and um, every now and again they'd sort of scuttle up to you and try and grab one of the rubber meatballs off your plate. But, uh, that was about as far as we got. But so. this possum didn't even look like a possum. It just looked like this ball of skin with claws. I couldn't even figure yeah. out what it was. Oh, skin. Yeah. Because they don't have any hair. It was absolutely putrid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some photographs of Nicole and Richie in the New Weekly this week that look very much like what you're describing. Well, well, you can I'm, uh, if you could get a photo and send it to us, that'd be great. Because I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. See, the oh, problem... I can track her down. It might be tricky, but I'll do some stalking. Well, good just, luck to you, Judge. Just send any um, you know, correspondence you have to Crazy Lady, care of Carpet Bags Anonymous, uh, in your capital city. And Ed's going to be sending you a lay. Oh, yeah, how about that, Cardi? How would you like a, a novelty lay? Yes, <laughs> All right, and see, the problem is, in this country, your possum is a protected species. What? Well, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Whereas, whereas possums? Yeah. yeah. Possums. Yeah. Oh, it's protected it's species. Really? Across the Desmond, where I'm from, you can just blast away and with a shotty. <laughs> People would do after dinner every night. It's got blast and pots. It's ten minutes on the instant knockout over there. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, those were our two callers. Yeah, we're running out of time. Thank you, everybody. We'll obviously... People rang in after that, so we'll have to go again. The Screaming Jets DVD will carry over to tomorrow. We certainly do, and in the next hour... Stephen Curry! I guess the can't be defended or it is defended.
host in the diploma competition. Bring the peninsula into somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can come in. I was really, I was a bit nervous. Uh-huh. I thought the, I thought the atmosphere in here was going to be terrible. Uh, but I got home late on Friday night. I bought the Herald Sun on the way home. Oh, yeah, the driver's seat. And, uh, yeah, uh, what I'd like to ask you, Tony, is one quick question. Do it. At the point when they had you holding a steering wheel by itself, and, and they said, here's the photo that we're going to run with it. At what point did you think, this story is going to be told accurately? <laughs> well, I mean, where, where did the surprise come in for you? Well, we have someone on the line who may be able to help with that, because Tim, one of our listeners who couldn't get through, because we had so many to call us to talk back now. He's on the line now. You there, Tim? String halfway through and a roadie came yeah. out. I've okay. heard of that. Yeah. The Victorian Chamber gives he was warned that if that happened in the national, not the national, he would be uh, ejected. Right. Oh, right. Oh, that's that's loud. You're not allowed to have anyone helping you with your air with your air instrument. That's a great joke. Oh, it was a great joke because he actually had he was the only one who did a medley. Mm-hmm. So he started off with a little bit of like you know Van Halen and then went a little bit of Slav of Gregory, oh, even right. pretending to sing. And, and what about a, a smashing an invisible guitar, obviously, over an amp, a real amp, and having the amp blow up? Well, think about it. He would have taken the nachos. He would have been on the KSC. <laughs> <laughs> what about the double necking guitar? Because yeah. I once saw Stevie Ray Vaughan and his yeah. brother in yeah. concert doing that yeah. thing where you get a yeah. double neck guitar, yeah. and it must be bloody hard. One of them plays the string bit, 
And the other one plays the neck bit. Ooh. Oh, each other's so... Kind of ironic, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think while you're playing that in air guitar, it's very hard to pay off that it's two necks. <laughs> so you'd have to kind of go over the top neck and under the bottom. I don't know. I'm so no expert. You know how much other. musical talent is there in the Curry family? Well, we can play air anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is a lot. And my brother Andrew also plays the trumpet, which is hilarious. But you can play the real one. Yeah, they're the chick puller. I can play the bongos. Yes. Sadly, we don't have any here. Oh, okay. That'd be great. Singing so on trumpet, yeah. bongo, yeah. air guitar. Yeah. That's the curry guitar. That's the real guitar. But no, we can't play real guitar. My brother Pete was the first one to play guitar, and he was the one who said, he sat me down and I said, well, Why do you play guitar? And he said, Think about this. If there's 20 blokes around a campfire and one girl, and one guy can play guitar, who's going to get the chick? Oh, I didn't stick around for the answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went and stole the guitar on the very day, and I have a little back. Now, you'll be better woman, but uh, how many Curry Brothers are there? There's four boys and a girl. Wow. Margaret the old. And who's uh, buying the role of Zippo Curry? Look, that was me until I learned to speak. I'm 24, so Well, we've got the family tree sorted out. Let's now find out if you do get eaten by a crocodile in your new film. That'll be next on Get This. Sorry about that. <laughs> I can see how you make that mistake there, Tony. It's all right. If you just tuned in, listeners, we've learned today that uh, Stephen Sagal is surrounded by young Asian women who call him Master. Yeah, I heard this. And apparently, most of his films, it's somebody else except in the close ups. Wow, there you go. And that's the storyline for uh, Kappa's new porno. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I can't wait. When do we do you get a copy of that? Well, once the million dollar deal's gone through, then uh, the full, as, as the manager says, kit and caboodle will be available for viewing. It's wow. going to be a wonderful day on the internet. And yeah. where does the million dollars come from? Well, what's the cut off date for the AFIs? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm surprised because it said, uh, I didn't know about his previous role where he played a prisoner. Yeah. In some movie, so we looked it up on the internet and it was in the film Fortress. It was an uncredited role as Brain Dead Prisoner. Fortress of Christopher Lambert. Really? Yeah. Brain Dead Prisoner. A rolling was born to play. But what I'm leading to is. Speaking of roles born to play, your latest movie, Rogue, which I think is now coming out around about Christmas time. We're big believers in Ford Sizzle here. Get people talking about it. Thanks, Steve. First, I heard it was going to be opening the state to February gone. So, uh, well, Ed and Richard have both seen it. Yeah. They didn't mind it. Yeah. They didn't mind it. Well, well, it was great time. Yeah, fantastic. Well, there's some good scares. There is some good scares. Yeah. Yeah. Crocodile movie. Yeah. Crocodile movie. It, it, Greg McLean, who did uh, Wolf Creek, it's his second film. Yeah. And it's redefining crocs, because, I mean, what the standard, I think, was set, uh, let's see, Alligator, would it be? Yeah. Like yeah. in the early 80s? Then Black Placid recently. Oh, uh, yeah. Before that, the one that had a go at Koslowski in uh, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Okay, we tried to take the old bottle around the neck yeah. and yeah. the yeah. 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 with me. Yeah. Yeah. The, one, the one for the ladies, that thing. Schneider fights with a big rubber one in one of his films. is in the animal. Yeah, that was good. So what they've done, Greg McLean basically based this crocodile on half between the animal and the snake. Anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, this is, they've got, they put a lot of money into it. The Weinstein Company, yeah. where Miramax and they've now finished their own company and whatever, have put in all this money to make it look realistic mm. and quite amazing. And the whole crocodile is CGI, fake, computerized crocodile, and it looks astonishing. And the film is very good. I've, 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 I've endorsed it. Oh, there you go. I also endorse the fact that Greg McLean chose to cut most of my gear out of it. Well, was Greg McLean or you've mentioned the Weinstein brothers, and he is known as Carpenter Scissorhands. Yes, he is, but also Greg McLean and producer Matt Hearn held on to a certain control. They weren't forced to cut anything out. I think it was just pretty much a wacky guy, Simon, this is who I play, wacky Simon, who in the original script, for some reason, was just... Gay for no one. Oh, he's just about to no. joke. And this was the thing. The only clue that I was gay was that it said, I say a line, yeah, me and my partner always go on, on fun journeys, but unfortunately this time he was busy. And that's it. That's, that's it. Oh, and he was busy. Now, I don't, oh, think, yeah. I don't think it has to be made a big thing of. Right. But I've just got this thing in my head that when you see a gay character, I, 
I should be either mincing around, I should be kissing a guy. Yep. I've done Kennedy, you know, I know what this is. And you weren't standing for that kind of yeah. <laughs> So in the end, I, I spoke to Greg and we suggested maybe we might just not say the he. And if people want to assume I'm gay, that's fine. Oh, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. you just say, oh, I don't want to give anything away, what happens to your character, well, but you clearly haven't yet. So you said that you were the wacky guy? Wacky guy, yeah. Now, the wacky guy normally gets eaten early on. You think so, yeah. But see, this wacky guy proved that he's got a little bit of a serious edge when the Starts kind of like eating things, and uh, yeah, I basically um, you know stay a little bit sardonic, yeah. <laughs> get a little bit serious, and then kind of survive in a bit of a boring yeah. way. But you say that uh, cutting room floor. What sort of stuff will we see on the deleted scene? Okay, you probably won't see any of my 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 character was a klepto. Oh, right. He took, he basically did his scene where he basically shows Michael Barkan, the main guy, the American guy, opens up his bag and he's stolen everything from the buffet at the hotel. <laughs> and there's all these throwbacks throughout the film where he just keeps kind of winking at him and showing him a bun or a banana or kind of, you know, scoffing a bun. All gone. And they call banana real revealing work. So you just got this enormous swag bag that's yeah. never explained. Yeah, yeah but the, you know what? The best thing about this film, the cleverest piece of editing is we shot in Arnhem Land, and we yeah. shot in Catherine Gorge, and we shot in Warburton, Victoria. Right, wow. So, one scene, you open up, you're in Arnhem Land, beautiful Arnhem Land. We turn the corner, we're in Catherine Gorge. Now, I don't know if anyone knows the distance, but there's a good few hundred kilometers between the two places. Then, you turn another corner, you're in Warburton, Victoria. <laughs> wow. I think you guys end up at Leyland Brothers World. <laughs> we wanted to go to Wobby's World, but it was shut down. But, uh, no, this is what happened. We basically, and there was this island. So they built this, this island on, on scaffolding. Wow. So the idea is that it's a tidal island, so the scaffolding just gets reduced and reduced in the island. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. The guy who owned the place was hell-bent on turning his property into a rogue <laughs> now, let's just break this down. A rogue theme park without a crocodile. <laughs> a rogue theme park that wouldn't have had an island because it was designed to last for two months and right now it would be absolutely decaying <laughs> to the point of being condemned. Uh, and also a rogue theme park in which what they do is when we go to uh, Warburton, mm. this big CGI uh, uh, gorge. Oh, right, right. It looks magic and it looks like it's there. It's not the end of uh, Somehow, people paying the money to go to the crappiest rogue theme park ever conceived basically are going to a lake where Ryder Mitchell works. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know what he's charging for it. I don't know if he is charging for it. So it's just a bloke who gets you to stand in the middle of a pond yes. while he jumps at you in a green suit. <laughs> Yeah, and, and just giving, and you've got one copy that you're allowed to watch of Melinda and Melinda. <laughs> you can't take it away, you can watch it in this place. Was there a Wolf Creek theme park? <laughs> this is the thing, I, I don't believe so, but it'd be a hard one to find. <laughs> but at least if you're coming out for Wolf Creek, say you're overseas and you love Wolf Creek and you want to go out to where, you know, you see it, at least you can see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you see something that looks a little bit like it looks in the movie, here you would be stoked. Do you think people are really doing that? Let's go to where Wolf Creek was shot. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to that silence of the land pit I've heard so much about. I've got some on my skin. We go to the killing field this year, Martha. All right, what about sports? We hardly ever talk about sports on this show. We're going to do it properly today. That'll be next. Swack over the diddly though. We're suddenly over the line on that one. It's on Triple M pretty much everywhere. Stephen Curry is sitting in with us for the lunch hour. And I always like hearing uh, what actors have turned down. Have you yeah. turned down anything good like that? Uh, oh, yeah, you know what? I have. What? I have. Um, Steven Spielberg. Oh, Tom um, Hanks. Oh, those losers. Those losers. Um, well, yeah, we'll see that with him. Um, <laughs> I think you're thinking of turning on. They're doing a, a, a very high-budget uh, series called The Pacific. Yeah, it's a sequel to that band of brothers, brothers. yeah. Mm. And I auditioned for it. Right. And I did for like a decent part of it. And mm. they kind of went, mm, yeah, okay. They flew me up to Sydney. Ooh, that's an audition for a bigger part. That's good. Ooh, wow. a bigger part. One that's definitely going to go to Seth Green. Oh, wow. um, and I auditioned for that, okay. and they kind of, at the end, uh, they said, okay, great, I knew it. And I went, oh, thank you, Simon. 
<laughs> but I didn't know my, my name. You're real. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then I walked out a bit dejected, and the casting agent came, came out and gave me this other thing. She goes, oh, Would you mind sticking around for 20 minutes and learning this new character? Because they're really keen to see you for it. Even bigger. Right? And I said, I don't have any time. And she went, You'll have time. And I looked at the character, and his name was Loudmouth. Um, <laughs> a, a wacky private, right, who waddles around in the background making little kind of wisecracks, and then he gets his head blown off in the fourth scene. So, I'm again, and I thought, you know what? And it was going to be 25 days of shoot, yeah. sitting around, yeah. and the joy of watching Americans work. And he said, I'll pass, but Simon Curry will say that. Thanks for calling, Ed, because uh, they're coming for you. Thanks very much. But, uh, so there you go. So I can say, and just let's don't, if you're out there, don't tell anyone about that it was a crap role. Just tell people, I said no to Spielberg. Spielberg. Oh, and Hanks together. Got that. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> directly. Quite fine. Freshen about with an invisible crocodile. <laughs> and he'll do that. All right, enough movies, let's talk sports! Anything remotely sporting I've ever done in my life. Well, you're in good company here. How are we going to fill this segment? What great moments in sport can we offer? Oh, he's a basketball coach. Uh-huh. Oh, I coach uh, Bridget Duclos from the Melbourne Cage. Uh, he has a basketball team, which I coach. Mm-hmm. And when I showed up, they were a ragtag bunch of misfits, much like the Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. Much like Emilio Estevez's work with Joshua Jackson and the rest of the Mighty Ducks. Did you pull a bit of cool runnings, actually? Oh, whip them into shape. Bit of John Candy work for the stopwatch. Bit of Russell Crowe and Mr. And now we're three three in a row. We've won three in a row. Oh, sort of round, please. Oh, oh, you're oh, oh, not, you're not ready for it. Also, I'd like to say a big hello to my ex-flatmate, John, uh, who is now a good friend of mine, because he made me sit down on the weekend and watch the entire game, mind you, on video of his under-12 football match where he kicked, like, eight goals straight. It's a great moment. Your your ex-housemate, how old is your ex-housemate now? 30. Living in the park? You betcha. Yeah. Justin Hanley. What about Julian Weiner? Oh, yeah, we've had Weiner before. London Dynamic. I don't know where you'd find the gag in it, but... Julian. Trevor Laughlin. Or is that Lachlan? No, Trevor Laughlin, I think it is, yeah. Great all-rounder. Dav Whitmore or Whatmore. Whatmore? Whatmore. Whatmore. Yeah, Tasmania. Boonesque is all it says here. Might have been on for a mug. Jeff Moss, another moustache aficionado. Peter Tui. Peter Tui. New South Welshman? Doesn't say on this back. Mm-hmm. I do love the idea of a moustache aficionado. Didn't actually grow one, but knew all about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you see a lot of people who know a lot about footy, like Eddie McGuire. Probably not a good player, <laughs> but knows uh, a lot about his mind. I had a moustache aficionado magazine. <laughs> That'd be a great read. <laughs> Mr. Marshall, I'm assuming you have no great moments in sport. Not really. Have I talked about this on the show before? I was bundled down the first round of the early championships. Yes. At Elizabeth City Centre. What, what sort of machine were you spinning? I came undone at the round the world, oh. but I could do Rock the Cradle. Yeah, but what were you using? What were you No, not uh, Fanta. I was doing Coca-Cola Special. Oh, no, but no, not no. Super Special. No, no, no. no Super not. Special, you can't endless spinning. He never goes to sleep. No, no. ostentatious. Well, That's right. I, I got I got beaten, I don't know if I've told you this, but I got beaten in basketball by a monkey. <laughs> no <laughs> joke. In Thailand, I went, we went to monkey school. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We went to monkey school. And I had this monkey school. And I had this monkey school. <laughs> and then this monkey came out bouncing a basketball and he said, no, who would like to take him on? I went, yeah. Oh, there's no way I could lose. I'd, no joke, I lost in a shootout. Wow. I've lost to a monkey in basketball. How long ago was this? This was 2004. Right, but he's still allowed to do that over there because Ross Noble was seen a couple of weeks ago lamenting the fact that you're not allowed to dress a monkey in clothes anymore. But is it anything a, a monkey wouldn't do naturally or something? Like, I right. a monkey wouldn't do in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like the bicycle in that. I'll tell you what, you haven't lived and you've been beating the basketball down. <laughs> 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 the bar is so goddamn 
great moments in sport. We'll accept anything. One triple three five three. We know Brian Adams. Run to you. We're get this on triple M. Stephen Curry is with us. This time for great moments in sport. <laughs>
All right, that's good stuff. Thanks to everyone who called and emailed. Don't forget the podcast. Don't forget the website. Don't forget our key phrase today. What was it? 